Welcome to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Powell. Thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Oh, what a beautiful sound. The Eagles Club song rings out, and this is the very first Eagles radio. Welcome to SEN listeners and to Eagles fans and Sample fans. We're at uh, Studio Lumo right here at number one King William Street. My name is Paul Bonzer. Alongside me is my co-host, Luke Powell. How are you, Luke? Good, Bonzer. Uh, excited to be here. Looking forward to... Uh Start of hopefully a, a fantastic concept in Eagles Radio, and um, yeah, very excited to have a partnership with SEN. Yes, and Eagles Radio is brought to us by Incredible Smiles. Only one thing better than kicking a winning goal it's flashing a winning, incredible smile. And Normous Homes, visit their Tranmere Display Home collection or explore at normoushomes.com.au. Now, we've got a huge show, Powley. We we've got the coach, Jay Sheedy, is here, and we'll speak to him. Very, very shortly. We're going to speak to the skipper, Luke Thompson, and new recruit from Essendon, Kobe Munch. He's, uh, I saw a little bit of him Friday night. He looks really good. Yeah, he's a, he's a real smooth mover, and um, I think Jade will probably have to give you a little bit more soon, but um, uh, so far he's uh, been showing his wares, and we're pretty impressed. All right, we're going to do a few of these shows throughout the year, and this is obviously the very first one. We're going to spread them out across the year, so I hope you can enjoy them and, and tune in. We'll be a podcast as well, so you'll be able to listen back uh, to the show as well. So let's – look, he's sitting here. He's the premiership coach. We need to speak to him as soon as we can, I think. So it's Coach's Corner, thanks to BC and ECJ Electrical, supporting the Eagles for nine years. Jade Sheedy, welcome to Eagles Radio. G'day, Bonds. Pally, how are we, boys? Well, you look very laid back. You're getting a bit pumped up, boys. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited about <laughs> being here. Now, no, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Oh, that's here. good. All right, let's talk a little bit before we go into this year. Let's talk a little bit about last year. Um, you came to the club with a focus of getting the squad a lot fitter than what it was. Was that, that fair enough to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's still um, the most important part of the game. I think it's, it's a taxing game. It's, it's the hardest sport to play in the world. I believe when you look at the, the size of the footy field, you can get hit from any angle from the front behind, you got to get ground balls, you got to jump in the air, you get tackled. So, um, there's a lot of different elements in the game and I feel that your body, um, is your best weapon. And yeah, I think we've seen some real improvement just through the preseason, um, with blokes developing their body and, and being in condition they've never been in before, which helps their footy. Before you got to the club, you looked at the the list. Were you confident that you could get some success early with the list? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think two years ago, obviously played in a prelim final, and um, a lot of the there was a couple that had retired from that game, but most had had stayed around, and and the age. Um, demographic of the group was really strong um so and we've still got that now you look at um, you know jack hayes and joey sign or some of our key leaders jimmy tumpus are in their mid-20s and you know can really take this footy club to you know to some success i guess for the next few years so that's what excited me and then you throw in some some older heads that are still playing some really good footy and then the youth coming through have always had great youth and, and shane reardon and darren hams do a fantastic job down in our junior program so if you have a look at them over the last 10 years, I've always been around the mark, which which gives me a great platform to work with. Jade, when you first set uh, foot into 
your office and did you think that uh, your squad was going to be good enough to have the success that um, ended up coming at the end of the year? Yeah, I did. Um, I think every coach is probably pretty buoyant by their squad. But I, like I said before to Bonds, I, I purely believe that we had some really top-class SANFL footballers um, and players that have played some good footy at that level for many years. So like we talked about before, um, the starting point was around really getting them fit and we placed a lot of emphasis on that throughout the hard months of November and December and then we evolved into how we want to move the ball and that gave us a really good platform to be able to play a little bit quicker and to try and hit the scoreboard. We had some really good forwards last year and we wanted to go a little bit faster with the ball um, and that gave us a good platform being really fit. And a change of game plan, I think it's probably evident for uh, a lot of people who come out and seen the Eagles last year. It was um, a lot more attacking game style. It was obviously um, one of the main points you wanted to bring across. Yeah, absolutely. And like Michael Gordon did a fantastic job for such a long time with the way they defended. And I'm really strong on the defensive side of the game as well. And I think you can really get some good attack from your defence. And we play a, a high-pressure team defence. And if we can cause turnover, then we can go really fast off the back of that. So, yeah, but for sure, we wanted to move the ball a lot quicker. And, you know, when you've got Jack Hayes, Nick Hayes, Jake Lomberto, James Rowe last year, we want to get it in there as quick as we can to one-on-ones. Was there a highlight throughout the year? Was, it, was there somewhere that stood out where you went, okay, we're a real chance here and we're going well, but was there a certain game or, or something that just clicked to you that went, you know, we're going to give this a real crack? Um, oh, I think it was a week by week thing. Like we lost the first game against South Adelaide by, I think it was six points in the end and, and they got a hold of us. It was probably more than that really. They were the better side on the day. We come late and, and, um, and they got us by a goal. And then, and then from there we played Sturt and then we played Norwood and we just kept winning. And I think we got on an eight game winning streak and yeah, every week we just kept building in confidence. And I guess when we were probably sitting you know, four and one, I think it was, and, you know, which is pretty pretty early in the season. But sitting on the top of the ladder, yeah, you have a little bit of confidence that you never cast your mind too far to premierships and grand finals. But I guess, yeah, I thought that we were, were in with the chance after we'd played a lot of the sides. And you, you came in a, a difficult time as well. Obviously, COVID hit during the, during the year. So you'd gone through your whole pre-season and then everything got put on pause and it, and it was almost to the point where there, there was talk that there wasn't going to be a sample season. Then we had the reduced season. Um, was that difficult training in smaller groups and, and you and you coach trying to come in and, and build this team? Yeah, it was difficult, but I think we, we created some smaller, some smaller bubble groups. And I think that what ended up happening off the back of that was we were able to build some really good relationships and be a little bit more personable with the individual. And I, um, you know, we, we, we put a leader in each of them groups. We gave the leader responsibility. So there was six or seven leaders that had seven or eight players under them to fit under the 10 cap. And I think, and then we'd check in with him in Zoom. So, and I would ring them regularly and, and, I, you know, managed to ring all the players because I had time on my hands, ring all the players and check in on them. So for me being a first year coach, probably a little bit selfish, but I think that, it was a really good way to build a relationship a lot quicker, having that time where, yeah, I could pick up the phone and we weren't into the thrust of a season and, and it was and it was all guns blazing. We could actually sit back knowing that we were going to have a break and I could ring them and have a chat and see how they were going. And I think that just helped build a bit more trust from a player-coach relationship. All right, before we go on and chat a little bit more about the premiership, let's just go back and listen to 
Some of the call from last year in what was an amazing game of footy, an amazing second quarter, and we'll talk about a little bit more after the highlights. It's hot footy at the moment, and as you'd expect in a grand final, Sammy Rowland puts it back inside 50. Here he is again, Jordan Foote. Takes the mark 45 metres out on a 51-degree angle. Slow approach, crosses 50. Looks all right off the boot. Splits the centre. The mark's not taken. Tumpus have enjoyed his work so far. Spun in the tackle. Couldn't pick it up. Rowe does. Handball's clear to Gus Paul. The boot on now. It's a goal. Beautiful handoff to McNeil. Runs inside 50. Has a second bounce. Lines him up. Bang! Another one of the Eagles. They're on fire, the boys in yellow. Rowe over the top. Foot has got two. Gets it to the goal square. Make it three. Make it three. The Eagles on fire. Jordan Foot during this grand final. A new one. Rowe from the start. Goal to James Rowe. The Eagles can do no wrong. It was a tap down his throat, off a step, through the middle. Eagles, a freight train. They're a runaway train. In the bottom of the pack, umpire's called holding the ball. Well, no sense of occasion. There goes the siren. And in 2020, the year that never was, is the year that they're never going to forget. But they have turned on one hell of a game, one hell of a quarter. And your 2020 premierships has been won by the Eagles here on Eagles Radio. And you can see the reserves players run out in their jumpers still, embracing one club, two premierships. Brings back great memories, that Shades. I just want to go on to the game a bit um, and just get your thoughts on how you saw it. Obviously, the the first quarter, um, we've seen North Adelaide come out pretty strong and uh, kick the first two or three goals. And I know sitting in the stands, it was... Oh, here we go again. But um, just the, I suppose the the thought of the coaching group and also probably the understanding of the playing group, their mindset. Did you think that they'd be have no issues getting back into the game? Um, yeah, I did. Um, purely because we've been challenged throughout the year, and I think this group has a lot of resilience and, like I said before, some really strong leaders. And we knew North. We'd actually hadn't won a quarter. Um, the first quarter against North Adelaide all year. Not that it was our intention to start that way in the grand final. But they're a really fast starting side and they can kick goal, multiple goals really quickly against you. Um, and they taught us a lesson in that second semi-final about how to play some footy. So we watched a lot of tape on that, um, worked out you know, once we made the grand final and, and got past South in the prelim as to how we should attack the grand final. But for us, I think it was about also not holding back and playing the game to win. And of course, you want to play every game to win. But I think when you get in a position that you are down with potentially the history we've had, it's a really easy thing for us to say it's not our day, but this group didn't do that. And I think, yeah, that shows a lot about our leadership. And I could really feel and sense the occasion about halfway through, although North were on top of us, the tide was turning and I could see some really good signs late in the quarter. And when Jordan Foot kicked that goal, I was really positive because I knew that North had had a really good crack at us and a, and a fair run, but I knew that our turn was going to come and no one expected the eight or nine goals in the second quarter, but yeah, that's what happened. So it was nice. Yeah, it was, I think it was fantastic resilience from the group and you, you touched on Jordan uh, Foote's game and uh, how well he got things going, but that second quarter, it'll obviously go down in history now as one of the best that we've seen at Sample uh, level. Um, 
did you expect anything like it or, and when you, when you were sitting back watching it, um, did you have to do much? No, I didn't have to do much. That's for sure. I think I had the best seat in the house. So, uh, which is nice as a coach sometimes when things like that are happening, you don't have to make too many changes. I guess you, you wait to see what the opposition does. And then if, if they start to slow us down or get their hands back on it, you might, um, have a think about what's next for us. But yeah, I think it was it was just a perfect quarter of footy, and uh, and we'd we'd played quarters like that throughout the year, so it wasn't a surprise to me. I was think it was a surprise to everyone because it happened in the grand final. But we'd played some games this year or last year, sorry, where we'd where we'd kicked heavily in quarters, and once we got on that roll, we were a really hard team to stop. So it didn't surprise me that that we kicked that many. I, I guess it was just probably surprising that it came in a grand final, really. Yeah. At half time, do you remember what you said to the guys? Because it was pretty much, yeah, exactly what you did then. Do that again. <laughs> what, what, yeah. We, yeah, what could you say? That they were playing so well and pretty much had the grand final wrapped up at half time. Yeah, I think it was about just keep hunting the opposition. Like you, you can get in a, a feel that the most dangerous position to be in in a game of footy is, is that you're up. Because we see it in AFL, I mean, we were up by more than three or four goals. But I reckon the most dangerous position to be in is that three or four goal buffer that you have. And you see it at AFL all the time where, you know, you're watching the game and Western Bulldogs are three or four goals up against Carlton and then you come back half hour later and the scores are reversed. So I felt for us it was about um, having our foot down and continuing to, to keep it down. And, and then first five, six minutes were really crucial to come out with a really strong mindset, strong body language. Yeah, and almost put the game beyond doubt, which I thought we did well in the first 10 minutes of the third quarter. All right, we're here with Jade Sheedy. This is Eagles Radio, and uh, Jade Sheedy is brought to us by BCE and CJ Electrical. They've been supporting the Eagles for nine years, so get along and support them. This is Eagles Radio, supporting the Hospital Research Foundation. When you support us, you join the fight to find cures and improve care. And it's quarter time on the show, guys. And stick around, coach. You're not going anywhere just yet. We're going to talk about the upcoming season Thanks to 7.22, no pub food, just pub prices. We'll have a break. Be back after this on Eagles Radio. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles. Making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normous Homes building a better life and incredible smiles making smiles whiter brighter straighter now that's incredible that's right this is eagles radio thanks to incredible smiles the only thing better than kicking a winning goal is flashing a winning incredible smile and enormous homes and you can visit their tranmere display home collection or start exploring at enormoushomes.com.au paul bonzer and luke power here in control of this runaway ship and got the super coach Jay Sheedy in with us. Now, let's have a look at some of the players we've lost. We've lost eight players from our grand final, which is absolutely ridiculous. We'll go through them. I'll go through them quickly. James Rowe, gone to the Crows. Lockie McNeil to the Western Bulldogs. Jacob Ware to GWS. Lockie Jones was always going to Port. We knew that. Ryan Mansell has gone to Richmond and that only just happened a few weeks ago. Nick Hayes off to uh, Melbourne for work. Sam Lawson back to Melbourne and Jordan Foote, sadly, uh, going off to Sydney to be a fireman or a policeman? Police officer. Police officer, that's yeah. right. So it's a big chunk, Jade. It is, yeah. And not only a big chunk, but they're all really good top-line SNFL players, so hard to replace. But we've got some really good kids coming through. We've recruited well, and we feel like we can be 
better than what we were last year, and that's what we need to be to challenge again. Do you get a sense of pride when kids get drafted from your team? Like, yes, it's that loss, but it, does it does it feel good as well? Yeah, it absolutely feels good. I sent a text out to the five boys the other day, created a little a little group, and um, just want to keep in touch with them. And I said to them on the text message that. I don't follow the AFL that heavily, but now I've got a really keen interest in the AFL. I, I watched the Western Bulldogs play the other night and was really keen to see how Lockie went. I've, I've watched the Crows play and see how James Rowe goes. So, yeah, it's really personal for me now to, to watch these kids grow and develop, and I think they'll all do really well. And as you've seen um, and you read reports, I think they're all um, right in the hunt to play a lot of league footy in their first year. You touched on that, Jade. Out of the uh, the, the five that have gone out of the premiership side, who, who do you think is probably going to – um, fit in the AFL system the best? It's a good question. Tough um, one yeah, no, I like it though. Uh, I think that uh, I think they're all a little bit different. Obviously, I think Lockie Jones is going to be an absolute star of the competition. Um, he could have easily been the number one draft pick. I mean, he by the end of the year, I think he was potentially one of the best defenders in the SNFL as an 18-year-old kid. So... It's interesting, you know, talking to Matthew Goldsworthy at the footy club and he's seen a lot come through and he, he probably thinks there's been none better than Lockie as an 18-year-old that have had the impact at league level that he has. So we'll roll with him. Yeah, he's, uh, he's certainly been a special kid to come through. I mean, I've probably been there a little bit longer than Goldie and, um, yeah, I'd echo his thoughts. I don't think there's probably been as much excitement since probably Jack Lukosha's the other one, but he uh, he's really got that... Um, Probably persona a bit like Shannon Hearn, but he looks a little bit more powerful and a lot more quicker. So it's um, probably big wraps to put on the kid, but um, there's obviously a fair bit of potential there as well. But um, obviously the five that have gone to the AFL, but um, also it's, um, it was pretty pretty hard losing three quality players in Nick Hayes and Sam Louse and Jordan Foote. Um, how do you replace those guys? Yeah, well, it's, it's not easy either. I mean, Nick Hayes is probably the most underrated player in the SNFL. A lot of a lot of other SNFL teams rate him. We know that because quite often they'll put their best defender on him and, and not even put him on Jack. But Nick's been a star of the competition and, and a player that is just so crucial to your lineup and both offensively and defensively. He's a really smart footballer and so we've you know we've targeted a few um, forwards. Cooper Sharman has has come over as a young kid. Um, from New South Wales, and he was going to play with Coburg last year. He's got enormous talent. Um, and obviously Clay Cameron as well can play that role. Um, a good mate of Jesse Lonigan's. Clay's played 30-odd league games of footy for the Gold Coast Suns and, and looks like a real quality player. And then we recruited the two Mansells as well to help out down forward and, and pitch it through the middle of the ground. So we feel like you know we, we had a really good forward line last year and our ability to kick scores was what, I think was different from opposition and we need to keep that and keep ahead of the game in them areas. So, yeah, we feel that we've recruited well um, in that space. Lost some young kids as well and I'll just go through them, not to leave anyone out. So, uh, Taj Schofield has gone to, to the power, Caleb Poulter to Collingwood, Henry Smith to the Lions, uh, a couple of guys gone to the Port Magpies, Jake Wiedemann and Jake Westbrook and Jamie Coff to Centrals and also Tristan Kukuro playing some amateur league footy, but let's get into some big recruits that, that have come across. And we're going to speak to one later in the, in the show and Kobe much, but Riley Knight coming back into the club mm -hmm. uh, from the Crows, obviously fantastic to have a, a player of his quality. Yeah. Riley's a ripper. He's a great human being as well, which is 
what we're after at the Eagles. And I just think, um, you know, Riley was a junior. He was one we were really keen to get back. And in losing Jordan Foote, as you said before, Powley, I think that he can replace us with a lot of speed through the middle of the ground and give us some real grunt in there. He's a great two-way player. He's really aggressive. He's hard as nails. And and, and the way he can run, I think, is, um, you know, in the top couple in the SANFL. So he'll give us some really good balance in the middle of the ground in terms of our speed. So, you know, we've got Joey Siner and Jesse Lonigan and, and, and others in there. Um, but he just gives us a different look with his with his pure speed in the middle of the ground. So he's going to be fantastic for us. So Riley will run mainly through the midfield? Yeah, he'll be predominantly a mid, yeah. He'll, he'll spend a little bit of time forward, but we've got him in to predominantly play as a midfielder for us. And, and at our level at SNFL, we feel he can have a huge impact. Last uh, two trial matches, uh, Shades, he's, he's, been, he's been quite impressive. But I think the one thing that he probably hasn't got a lot of credit for, he's, he's actually shown uh, great signs of a good leader. Yeah, I agree. I've seen it all summer. The way he communicates, really knowledgeable with the game, and it's great that our leaders pass on their knowledge. I encourage that, and you know that makes us all better, makes me better as a coach as well. So I learn things off players every day. So I think Riley's really good in that space, and it showed me that he's come back, and he and he really cares, and he's genuine about being back here. And that's um, no disrespect to AFL players, but sometimes they can they can come back with maybe a bit of a selfish attitude, and I just haven't seen that from Riley whatsoever, which has been fantastic. What about the Menzel boys? Um, snuck behind uh, the doggies' door and uh, stole a couple of their best players, Dan and uh, and Troy. They've been a, obviously a bit older and a bit more experienced, especially Dan. What's he add to the group straight away? Stole's a a, a strong word. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, um, um, of course, they came to us yes, first. Yes. No, look, um, <laughs> they were after an opportunity. We thought we could provide an opportunity, and that's that's how it come about. So, once again, in in losing some high quality players, we felt that we want to stay really relevant for a long time. And I think one thing that clubs don't do well is when they lose a lot of players. Um, they can not overrate their list, but I think they can look to the future too quickly and potentially find themselves um, for two or three years. You know, in a rebuilding phase. And, and although we've got some great kids and I want to put some real confidence in our kids, it was important that you know, while we, we feel like we've got a really good list and a strong list is that we keep getting better with that. And we felt that both Troy and Dan can really add to our list. Both tremendous kids, highly invested, have been since day one, really professional, and they've brought a different element to our footy club. They, they come from a different footy club. They've taught us some new things as well, and we keep growing and learning as a footy club, which is important. Yeah, I think you touched on a great point, Jade. It's um, as a from a club philosophy, it's it's not about recruiting for just the next year. Like our, our footy club's always done it. It's a matter of looking three to five years ahead. Yes, we're going to have great kids coming through. We're, we're very lucky. We're in that catchment area that um, produces a lot of great young footballers. But I think um, as a club, it's always about being. We've got to look three to five years ahead, and how can we recruit now for that time? So it's um, it's a great point. Um, We've got um, James Cheetahs come over last year, and we're lucky to get him over. And he uh, it, he's been lucky enough; he's brought a mate over in uh, Dan McFarlane. Can you just give us a little bit about um, his background and where he's come from? And I think he might be over this week. Yeah, so he'll play this week for us. He um, just lost the preliminary final uh, in the Northern Territory competition and finished runner-up in there in the um, competition's best and fairest. He's a a really quick half-back slash wing and, and someone that obviously we feel that we need, obviously losing Jones, uh, Lockie Jones, Ryan Mansell and Jacob Ware, that is a space that 
we can get some good development in that area, but we also need some senior bodies and someone that's played that role before. And, and he gives us that. He's played 80 games at Williamstown in the VFL and, um, and he's a really strong competitor. And he came and trained with us a couple of months ago, had a week with us, fitted into the group really well. And, um, yeah, we're really excited to get him over this week and we think he can add to our, add to our list and the way we want to play. A couple more before uh, we talk about the rest of the, the lineup. A uh, couple of guys from Redland via the Gold Coast Suns, uh, Clay Cameron and Stephen Mills. I saw them in the trial game on Friday night. They a uh, couple of big boys. They look all right. Yeah, both both big. Clay would be one ninety three, ninety four, and and Stephen's two hundred centimeters. So um, both both different clays. Um, potentially second, third, tall forward, um, elite runner can get up and down the ground really well. Can take a nice overhead mark. Um, is a contested player as well. So. He's not that dissimilar to a Nick Hayes and while we're really interested in, in getting him over to potentially play that role. And, and Stephen Mills um, gives us some real flexibility in our back half and even potentially as a ruckman. So he's been a key defender slash ruck through his career. And um, yeah, 200 centimetre blokes are, are hard to find. So it was good to get him on the list as well. They don't get any shorter as the game goes on either. That's right. All right, for Good Life, uh, good life Health Clubs, join the Good Life eight-week challenge now. Injuries. They're going to look after injuries uh, all year on this segment. So any injuries pre-season? Anyone got a niggle or anything we need to worry about at this point? Uh, no, we've been we've been pretty good. Jordan Seller, strength conditioning um, coach, does a fantastic job with that. And probably the only one consistent one throughout the whole of pre-season um, has been Jared Redden with his shoulder, um, who's starting to really come back now and, and do some solid work. We need to get him back playing. Um, and the other ones, uh, Jace Burgoyne, uh, meniscus in his knee, he's he's missed a lot of the pre-season and um, he's going to be a good development player for our footy club. We we might only be babysitting him for the one year. No doubt he'll, he'll be at the power next year, but he's a very talented footballer. That's all right. We babysat Lucky Jones in. He did all right <laughs> too. Uh, that was the injury report because we don't have many. It's pre-season uh, thanks to Good Life Health Clubs and Good for what you can't see, good for life. Join Good Life 8-Week Challenge now. This is Eagles Radio, supporting the Hospital Research Foundation. When you support us, you fight to find cures and improve care. It's halftime on the show. Jay, thanks for coming in to the very first Eagles Radio. We appreciate you uh, being here and uh, wish you best of luck as the season goes on. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Appreciate it. All right, half time. Thanks to 722. 722, no pub food, just pub prices. This is Eagles Radio. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. That's right, it's Eagles Radio. We're into the third quarter, uh, thanks to Incredible Smiles. The only thing better than kicking a winning goal is flashing a winning incredible smile. And Normus Homes, you can visit Tranmere Display Home Collection or you can start exploring at normushomes.com.au. And on the line, Pally, we have the skipper, Luke Thompson. We've got a special guest in the studio. We'll let him just sit there for a while. Uh, Luke, welcome to Eagles Radio. Oh, cheers for having me, boys. Appreciate it. How you going, Luke? 
Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, pre-season, mate, how's it been so far? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, been another solid one. We had a, um, you know, Sheeds' first year. We had a pretty big season, a uh, big pre-season last year, and we've kind of just continued that, that motto this year. I think, you know, pre-season's a time when you can, can get the work in. Everyone comes back feeling pretty fresh. So, um, yeah, the, the season went a little longer last year, but we had a good break, and, and pre-season's been solid again. Beautiful, mate. You've been um, we've been going down memory lane a bit uh, at the start of the show. Just your, your thoughts on the grand final last year and what it meant to you. Um, yeah, I've actually uh, I did a little talk last night um, to a group and yeah, it, it meant a lot. Um, I think just over the years of a bit of heartache and what we've been through over the past few years, coming so close, it was probably even sweeter to win this one and. Um, yeah, I just, you know, all the hard work, and, and you've been there before yourself, the hard work that you put in to, to get to grand final day and, and to have the whole team and, and to see so many boys, um, you know, that deserve one that are probably getting a little bit older now and all the young crop coming through, um, especially to win it in both grades, was just something that I'll never forget, really. Not bad beating North Adelaide as well. Uh, a bit of, uh, no, love lost with them over the last couple of years and uh is, are they the team that you'd like to beat the most in the whole sample? Is there one team? Is it North Adelaide? <laughs> oh, I think maybe with our history lately you would say so. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We, it changes every year depending on, um, you know, who you want to beat and who's the, who's the better side floating around at that time. So North have been a reasonable side for the last few years. So I think, you know, the strength of us is that we always like playing the best. Um, I think when you play the best, it brings out your best football as well. So... North have always been around the mark lately. You know, they won a flag not too long ago himself. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, to play the best and to bring out your best is always good and, and to win that is even sweeter. Luke, we've, um, obviously it's been well advertised that we've, had, we've lost a lot of players over the break. Um, how do you keep the, the hunger of the group now? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, and, and to those boys that, that did go um, in the draft and, and went on to, you know, better things or went back home, like we wish them all the best and they're a massive um, part of the Eagles family, you know, moving forward anyway. But, yeah, I think um, our group's super young and, you know, we've had a few old heads around the last few years that have sort of kept everyone in check. But I think the strength of our group is that, you know, whether we, we're bringing up our juniors, I think we've got a really good junior program at the Eagles run by, you know, Shane Reardon in the 18s and, and Darren Hams who run that extremely well. Um, I think that's been our strength to develop our juniors really well, as well as we seem to recruit really well. So this year has been a massive recruiting year. Sheeds and, and obviously Goldie and, and the boys in the office jumped on board the recruiting bandwagon this year and got some quality players in to replace ones that we've lost, but we've also developed our juniors. So... I think everyone's as hungry as ever this year to, to perform again. And, and having lost so many, we've got so many new boys that want to prove themselves as well and, and taste that success that we had last year. What about your personal goals for the year, Luke? Have you set them yet? Uh, yeah, personally, oh, mate, I just want to keep playing my role for the team. Um, you know, we've, I'm getting a little bit older. I've turned 30 recently, which is, you know, it doesn't seem that old to, to say it, but I think in football terms, it's a little bit older. I've been around a little while, but yeah, I'm still enjoying my football. I still love leading this club um, more than anything. I, it's a massive privilege to be to be a leader of this football club and be in our leadership group, and I really mean that. So, you know, to take that over from Powley, um, I don't even know, seven years ago now or something like that was one of the best days ever when I got told about that. So, yeah, I'm just enjoying my football. I'll take it um, year by year at the moment. As long as I'm playing my role and, and helping develop us as a club and develop the next lot of leaders coming through, then that's, uh, that's, I'm pretty happy with that. 
Beautiful, mate. Well, the club's never had a two-time premiership captain, so this year would be a good start. So that could probably be your first goal, I would have thought. Um, just quickly, yeah, that'd be nice. Quickly away from football, mate. What uh, What do you do? Uh, yeah, so I actually um, work for Wise Employment at the moment. So Wise is a, a big sponsor of the, the Woodville West Sirens Football Club. So, um, you know, I'd give Wise a plug. We really appreciate Wise's support and, and they put me on as an employment consultant. So I've been there for four months now. So um, Wise is yeah, an organisation that works in the disability sector, helping people with, um, you know, barriers to employment find meaningful employment and, and fulfil their life and, and get them sustainable work. So that's what I sort of do. So, yeah, I meet with a with a few people every fortnight and, and just help them develop as people as well. And, you know, I love relationship building. That's why I love leadership. I love football clubs. I love building relationships. And that's kind of what I do as, as a job now, which is yeah very fulfilling. And, um, yeah, to work for WISE, they really look after their employees, but, you know, they mainly look after the people that are under them and, and all the people that are looking for employment. So, yeah, I work at WISE Employment, which is great. And that's why he is the captain of the club. He got the sponsor's name in there. Beautifully done, Tomo. Thanks for your time, mate. And uh, I hope we uh, can get some wins early in the season. Thanks for your time. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. There's the club captain, Luke Thompson. Now, sitting in the studio with us is a new recruit. And I'm excited to talk to this bloke, Kobe Much. Kobe, welcome to Eagles Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Now, mate, uh, you've come over from uh, Victoria, from Essendon, after being drafted by Essendon in, in 2016. How did you cross the border and, and find your way to the Eagles? Yeah, so I grew up in Broken Hill, which is a little country town in New South Wales, um, not far from Adelaide. And um, growing up, Sanford was really a big part of Broken Hill, and there's quite a big following from Broken Hill. So always knew about the Sanford. Um, and then, yeah, basically, as I progressed and um, went to Essendon for four years, which was a great experience, um, and then getting getting the sack, I suppose. Um, yeah, pretty much at the end of last year, I decided um, I needed a fresh start, and I thought, why not go back to why why not go to Adelaide and um, have a lifestyle change? Um, and yeah, talk to a number of clubs, and um, Woodville seemed to be the best fit for myself. Mate, we'll quickly touch on your experience at the Bombers soon. Um, you've got a unique story about uh, where you used to live and where the coach used to live. Maybe on the same street? Not the same street, the same little country town. He didn't know I was from there and I didn't know he was from there. So, um, yeah, when he gave me a buzz, he just said, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just driving home to my little country town. Which Gold, is? Goal, goal, New South Wales. Goal, goal. And he's like, oh, really? I actually grew up there. So there you go. And um, since then, I've been asking a lot about um, sheets for people back home. And a lot of people have said positive things and said, Obviously, he was a ripping player back in the day and a ripping person. So I'm very fortunate that um, I've come to this club and um, had that little mutual connection before coming here. Um, saw you play on Friday night. Can you maybe tell some of the listeners that haven't seen you play yet your type of game and your style and where you expect to play this year? Yeah, I'd say oh, I base my game on work rate. So getting up and down the ground and, um, yeah, I see myself as an outside midfielder that can hopefully this year, um, improve my game and hit the scoreboard. So I'm looking forward to playing with the likes of Joey Sarno, Jesse Lonigan, James Cheetahs and Riley Knight. So building that chemistry over the next couple of weeks and then hitting the ground round one, um, hitting the ground, <laughs> running round one, sorry. Beautiful. Mate, um, you obviously would have uh, played with some great names at Essendon and, and mingled with a, a lot of good people at the footy club there. Um, your biggest influence from your time at Essendon on your footy? 
Oh, they were all great. They were fantastic. Um, early days, I had Joe Watson there. Um, he was great. But probably the main one would be James Kelly. He was there my first year, and then he turned out to be my development coach for the next couple of years. And um, I learned lots, not just as a footballer, but as a person as well. So he helped me a lot. Beautiful. And you haven't just come over with your, uh, on your own, mate. We've, um, we've also brought your brother over, Reese. Uh, tell us a little bit about Reese and uh, what kind of player he's going to be. Yeah, so Reese was up in Melbourne with me as well. Um, he played two years with North Melbourne and um, played a couple games there and basically the same as me, just wanted a, a fresh start and lifestyle change. So we decided um, after we both had enough with Melbourne that we'd come over to Adelaide and um, he's been doing really well. He's had a good summer and um, he's a halfback flanker that uh, likes to intercept and rebound from D50. So you, you you can't wait to round one. You're looking forward to playing Sturt. We are playing Sturt on Good Friday. Can't wait. What's what's your pregame routine? Is there anything special that Kobe does? Like you know, is it is it a certain breakfast or something that you do pregame? Put one sock on first. Uh, I used to have a lot of rituals um, and like pregame sort of stuff I used to do. But uh, the main one's probably putting on the same pair of budgie smugglers and. Right. Um, and listening to the same song just before I run out. So I usually listen to Here Comes the Boom, um, which gets me going. Nice. Okay. Benny, you've got Hicken. No, we haven't got that. <laughs> Otherwise, mate, great to have you in the studio for Eagles Radio here at uh, Studio Lumo, number one King William Street. And being part of the very first Eagles Radio, I'm sure you're going to have a great year here for the Eagles. And uh, mate, we wish you all the best. Thank you. Looking forward to it. It's Kobe Much, one of the new recruits for the Eagles. And this is Eagles Radio supporting the Hospital Research Foundation. And when you support us, you join and fight to find cures and improve care. And of course, uh, 7.22, pub prices and an incredible menu. Now, that's the end of the third quarter. We got one quarter to go, Pally. So, and another little guest coming in as well. And I've got some questions to ask you. All right. All ready for it. All right. We'll be back after this. This is Eagles Radio. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles. Making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles. Making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Yes, this is Eagles Radio, the very first Eagles Radio. We're into the last quarter, thanks to Incredible Smiles. The only thing better than kicking a winning goal is flashing a winning Incredible Smile, enormous homes. And you can visit the Tranmere Display Home Collection or start exploring at normoushomes.com.au. Now, thanks to Metro Networking, Powley, I've got a little bit to ask you. Metro Networking, you're building your business through power of professional networking. Now, we've got a few things happening. An exciting announcement not that long ago, new lights going up at Mortain Kia Oval. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic news. Um, I think they class two lighting, which will allow us to play night footy and um, the, obviously Woodville Cricket Club will get the opportunity to play night cricket there as well. So it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Now uh, our lights, um, you're probably better off uh, driving out there with your, your car headlights and you'd see more than we've got at the moment, but um, excited that the council and uh, we've been... Uh, and 
obviously our footy club and cricket club have been able to put that in place. And the season launch is coming up this Sunday at uh, midday at, at Woodville as well? It is, yeah. Morning 10K over. With, uh, it's a great family day for the members, so really looking forward to it. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. All right. And our first home game is Good Friday, 4th of March. We're playing Sturt, and we're going to unveil the premiership flag. We are, yeah. And special guest speakers of Brenton Phillips and Jade Sheedy and uh, a Good Friday special with Kirk Kirkbrook Seafoods and Reese getting behind us there as well. So exciting times. Fantastic. Now, we've got a special guest. Now, this none of this happens without... And, not, and the club doesn't happen without its sponsors and partners. And we've got a couple of beautiful people here um, from Incredible Spiles. And Matisse, you're the, you're the talker. And you just tell us a little bit about being involved with the Eagles. Um, hi, look. Hi, Paul. Uh, <clears throat> being, being associated with the Eagles is one of the best things uh, that happened to us. And uh, being in the local, locality and... Uh, we wanting to be associated with the club uh, was a no-brainer to go with the Eagles, and uh, I think we have a winning combination there. <laughs> now I've seen, I've, I've been there. I've had a tooth ripped out. We were just talking about that during <laughs> during the break, and you were very nice to me. You did a great job, um, and you do a lot of the mouth guards for the players, and they're all personalised, aren't they? Yes. Uh, so we always uh, going believe in going the extra mile. So uh, having said that, making. It's convenient for the players uh, not to come to us, but we go to the club and uh, take their take molds and impressions so that we can deliver it to them uh, without their having the hassle of coming into the clinic. Uh, and we do it at the training time. So it, it, it's, a, it's a good uh, arrangement. And Pauli, how important is it to have partners like Incredible Smiles? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, Matisse and Anisha have just been, they've been fantastic for our football club. But it's, um, it's a partnership that I think that continues to grow. And um from our end, it's just we want to put as much business as we can through uh, through their business. I think that's how we grow our partnerships. It's not just about us uh, getting support from them. We we really need to push support back their their way as well. But um, yeah, to see their growth in their business, why they've been involved with our footy club, it's it's uh, fantastic for us. But yeah, without clubs, uh, without supporters like this and sponsors, we we wouldn't be where we are today. So you start on Woodville Road. Um, and now you've grown that much. You've moved to Port Road, which is closer to, to Woodville and closer to the footy club. Um, That's right. Beautiful, beautiful clinic there on Port Road. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, what better than to be closer to the club <laughs> and be more affiliated to the club. Uh, uh, but coming on Port Road, you know, the exposure is there. Uh, having said that, uh, as Luke just put it, it's not just about the growth, but it's about being associated with a champion club. So... Uh, I have no regrets or, in fact, I only have uh, uh, good things to say about it uh, being associated with the club. And look, I've got a couple of little notes here. You you look after more than 200 patients a week. Like that, that's, that's a lot of people coming through and making their smiles look better. Yeah, we believe in creating incredible smiles. So uh, 200, 300 doesn't matter. Uh, we're there to cater for them. So... All right, number, so, number so get along to Incredible Smiles, six, uh, 667 Port Road at Woodville Park. Thanks for coming in, guys. Really appreciate it. We're running out of time, Pauly. Yeah. It's been good fun, hasn't it, the first Eagles Radio? It's been a pleasure. On We're SENSA? Looking forward, looking forward to many more. All right, this has been Eagles Radio, supporting the Hospital Research Foundation. And when you support them, you support the fight to find cures and improve care. And, of course, 722 Bar and Bistro. They're on Port Road as well, just across the road from Incredible Smiles. Pub prices and an incredible menu. 
This is Paul Bonza and Luke Powell. Thanks. We'll see you next time on Eagles Radio. Thank you. Oh, I got it by, I missed it by a second, I reckon.